humans, Hork, Pajir, Andalites, Yorks, and Taxons, if you managed to get some earbuds, welcome, folks, to the Wonder Yorks. For all your Animorphs rereading and eventual rewatching needs, I'm Luna. And I'm a little kitty. I'm just a little barn kitty. <laughs> Running all around. But also, my well, name is Seda. Okay, so you, you, you're, you're a little barn kitty named Seda. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Uh, how are you speaking into this microphone? Uh, I'm thought speaking into a human's mouth. Um and projecting it i've wired up a number of electrodes sort of their brain there's like a really complicated speaker system um i guess technically it is mind control but um more ethical i think yeah yeah sure i'll 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 work with you on that Mm -hmm. uh so welcome to the wonder yorks we're uh well it's technically more a re-watching and uh, now it's technically more an, uh, uh, an animorphs re-watching and eventual re-reading needs because <laughs> we're we're doing the rewatch now or like i guess the original watch because i've never seen any of these episodes and let me tell you they're fine oh, i don't want to i don't want to say the word bad but uh <laughs> they're fine so far I, I don't think that I can call these fine. They the the there has been like there was like a minute of just visual crime happening in this episode. <laughs> okay. Oh, before we continue, may I do one brief bit of housekeeping from last episode? Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, I had just finished reading The Change, which is a very Tobias emotion heavy book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that explains some of my behavior. Uh, Not all of it, though. It, it explains the part where you gave your... Where, where, it explains why I titled the episode Tobias Stadstuck. It does not explain why you lost your damn mind over a little tiny juice. <laughs> I lost a little... <clears throat> oh, I shouldn't have brought no, it okay. up. Have I ever... Have you, you ever heard the story of when I was walking to a bar with my friends, Stone Cold Sober, we passed by a shop where you could rent suits? And they had a little, um, oh, I'm going to keep it together, like a very tiny mannequin wearing like a little tweed suit, for like a tweed jacket for a baby. Um, and I laughed so hard, I literally like disassociated slightly, like had an out-of-body episode. Um, because I, And I just kept like squealing, um, what, would, what would Professor Baby teach? And my friends were like, they will not serve us if we go into this bar right now. You need to get it together. And it took me a good like 10, 15 minutes. Oh um, my god, Professor Baby! I don't know what Professor Baby would teach. What would Professor Baby teach? Is this like is this is Professor Baby like the precursor to the Boss Baby? Yeah, Boss Baby learned everything that Boss Baby knows from Professor Baby. <laughs> oh, I don't want to think school. about this, Professor. You fucking walk in. You fucking like walk into. You fucking walk into like economics one hundred and one, and like in the high like there's a high chair in the middle of the lecture hall. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> That's and a good image. It's like they've got, you know how like babies eat off of their little baby trays? Um, in, high, in, in high chairs, the, ba- the trays for babies. And they've just got like um, Cheerios that they're using as an abacus. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's good. That's uh-huh. good. Um, so, uh I don't know. I'm not used to this format, this episode format, because we do the books. And last week I had like things to go off of, but this week it's not. It's new. It's not new. It's this is the second time around for Seda. So, uh, how, how how was your week? You, you have any? You do anything fun? Uh, oh no! Oh no! No no! Not at all. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry if I'm a little bit rough shot on this episode. Uh, I slept for like five hours or less two nights in a row, and then this morning I had four cups of coffee because I'm a dumbass. 
Um, so I'm a little bit like my head or my, my brain and my chest are like very high energy right now. And the rest of my body is just like trying to slowly die on me. I guess semi-related yesterday, I only managed to stay awake for about six hours, fell asleep at 8.30 p.m., Yes, I did wake up at 2.30 p.m. My sleep schedule is incredibly whack. Um, woke up at, or fell asleep again at 8.30 p.m., then woke up at 1 a.m., and I'm just realizing that was 14 hours ago. Wait, you've been awake since 1 a.m.? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm, I mean, I'm concerned for both of us. I think that we're doing really well. considering like like i mean at least you don't have like at least you're not working like a full-time job so like you having you having like a a fucked sleep schedule is like acceptable me i work i work i work 7 to 3 30 every day monday through friday like i should be able to keep a moderately decent sleep schedule together yeah i mean i was on a podcast last night but like even with that in mind like i'm still not falling asleep before midnight most nights (laughs) Yeah, well, it would be incredibly hypocritical for me to encourage anyone to have a good sleep schedule, but they do say that it's kind of the number one thing you should take care of if you need your mood stabilized. Hmm, well. Yeah, I know, right? Shame about that. (laughs) It's too bad. Sorry to hear. Yeah. Well, life. Uh, Yeah. Um, Okay, so last episode we kind of ended on... What I assume would be like a cliffhanger. Yeah, not quite yeah. a cliffhanger, but like it had followed the book in sort of a general way, and I feel Ish. like this this episode really just went of, off the yeah. fucking. It kind of stakes off the its side. own claims. Yeah, it 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 like the the first the first episode took a couple of liberties, like the reason that they went to the event, like the construction yard and so on, but like this one's just like. Like, nothing the same. You know? Like... Yeah. Yeah. I, I assume this would be, like, the same... I, I assume this would be the episode where they go into the... They go into, like, the, 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 the yerk pool in the school, and Chapman is a controller, and they find out where, you know, that's happening, and Jake turns into a gecko, and he eats a spider, <laughs> and Tobias gets stuck as a bird. But yeah, they didn't is, really do that. They just kind of, like... They just kind of spent ten minutes practicing morphs in a barn. Is this a two... Just a two-parter episode, or is this a three-part? I believe this is a two-parter. I believe next week is, like, The Invasion or something. Okay, so we well, officially, Well, no, The, invasion, the like, invasion was the first book, so maybe yeah. it's not. Well, we... Let's so we, we officially know that, like, the timeline is different with... In reference to Tobias. Oh, uh, so next book is based on The Invasion. Oh. Okay. So the first two are just... I mean, the first three are based on The Invasion, but the the first two are like, My Name is Jake, Parts 1 and 2. Yeah. Okay. So, like... Well, we we do open with Jake. He's sort of, like, walking around... And there was like some everyone around him is suspicious to the point where like they get like um uh yeah like Indian soap opera ass like f- like video effects like it Windows really, Movie Maker like, ass like screen shifts. It really reminds me of why I'm never high in public anymore because that is truly how it feels. Um, everyone's just staring, <laughs> and I'm not, I can handle it about as well as Jake does in this episode, um, which is not very well. And yeah. he goes to the construction site, and there's a bunch of Chapman. Is there? Is that correct? Chapman's there. Yeah, yeah. he's like he's like he's like instructing some dudes in like 
like neon yellow, extremely inconspicuous, like a fucking fucking like hazmat suits. Like you could not like these guys could not blend in any less if they were trying. <laughs> One of the most beautifully conspicuous moments is Chapman comes up and absolutely just hollers. He kind of points at like a puddle in the ground and he hollers at the top of his voice. Does anyone but me see this hork bajir footprint? Cover that up before it gets in the news. It's like, no, everyone else just saw a puddle, my dude. But thank you for the tip. I mean, granted, like he did say that. He did say that when later at night when they go back to the construction site. But, um. So, yeah, Jake, Jake like, does some fucking Naruto running ass through the construction site, and he's like, oh, gotta stay stealthy, gotta stay out of sight, gotta duck and dodge and weave, baby. Um, and uh, fucking, he's like, he, like, spies on Chapman, instructing everyone in their, like, neon, light-up, like, suspicious activity here uh, suits. into And, like, he's just spying on them, and then he kind of gets away with no real issue. And then they go to Cassie's farm. They go to Cassie's. They go to Cassie's farm, and they and Mark and Tobias squints. Yeah, Tobias is. <laughs> Tobias just sort of stands in the midst of a go- in the midst of a bunch of goats, kind of staring longingly at a horse. Um, it's like yeah. I really, I really think. I mean, it's ultimately sort of wrapped up at the end of the episode, but they are still kind of giving him a villain edit. Oh, um, extremely so. Yeah, he's he does a lot of like I like that I like weird the, staring. I, I like that reality show ass terminology you applied to this, like the the villain edit, like <laughs> like this is America's Next Top Model or something. Yeah, and Tobias is bringing the drama. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna get brought back in the revival round later in the season. Absolutely, he's gonna make it way too far, just inexplicably far, yeah. and everyone's gonna be like, "Why are you doing this?" He's gonna make it all the way to the finals and then lose to a an absolute milk, an absolute white bread piece of shit, and sell hair pills on Instagram. He could. He's got that '90s ass hair. Yeah, and I love it. I, I think he's doing great. Yeah, he's yeah he's. I'm just remembering that one season of Survivor. All of a sudden, where um, did you ever watch Survivor? Um, sometimes the first season, but only when I was at friends' houses. I, I just remember much it. it was like the, it was later into the game. Like, uh, it was like when they split everyone up into like old women, young women, old men, young men. And this one, the guy who won, his name was Aris. And the, the only reason that he won is because he was just like, he did literally nothing the entire fucking game. That's really funny. For some reason that makes me think of like... <clears throat> When you have those cooking reality shows, like, um, specifically, like, which which is the one where they um, screw each other over? Uh, ki- uh, Cutthroat Kitchen. Cutthroat Kitchen. Um, often, at one of the people who gets to the third, re- like, final round type thing is either someone who does nothing or is a woman who's surrounded by these dudes who are full of machismo. And so she just kind of quietly does her thing while all of the dudes, like try to claw each other to hell um, and then ends up in the final round just because like, hello, yeah. <laughs> wasn't actively fighting anybody. Yeah. Ugh. Which I admire. I got to watch some more Cutthroat Kitchen. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, they, this, um, they try to flesh out Marco in this episode, in this episode. That's sort of like the character who's getting shaded. Yeah, they, they do. He does extremely make a, 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 a very, very, um, 
a, a very a very <laughs> sly reference to the death of his mother, and he's just yeah, like, "Wow, I what what, is, what animals he talking about?" Well, first it's um, Cassie brings out the hawk and says, um, "Oh, a poacher killed his uh, mother, so we we've raised him from you know basically birth." And Marco is like very sympathetic to this bird. Yeah. And it's like, oh, baby boy. And then later in the episode, exactly as subtly, um, Marco's being upset about uh, family life, um, comparing his to others, and Jake touches his shoulder, and Marco sort of pushes him away and goes, you can say it, Jake. My mom's dead. Say it. You can say it. My mom's dead. And that's reality. And you're like, I... I don't know if anyone was going to say that, Marco, but I'm glad you did. Thank you. Yeah, good, 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 good for you, Marco. Yep, you're truly doing it. And sort of in amongst this um, Tobias... Nope, sorry. I have Tobias on the brain because I'm thinking about sad Animorphs things. In the midst of this Marco sad stuff... Say that, say that like, if I check AO3 and like... A, in like a month i'm gonna find like at least two tobias fan like two, two tobias stories written by like i i don't even know what the fuck your your screen name would be because i can't make i can't think of a name funny enough here but like you will write two at least two fanfics on tobias for ao3 am i wrong um i'm actually going to pull a uh el james is that her who um I'm going to pull a Fifty Shades of Grey and publish uh, a... I'm just, it's going to be just different enough, but it's all going to be Tobias. Fifty Shades of Morphin. Yep. His his name is No Bias. No Bias. No Bias. No Bias the Very Sad Hawk. No Bias the Very Sad... You can't make him a hawk. That's copyright infringement. You got to make him a... Make him a pigeon. Oh, that makes me sad. Okay, make him a hawk? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> sure. Um, in amongst all of this Marco sad stuck, we get some truly bad morphs to watch. These with our are eyes. nightmarish. Like I, yeah. I, I gotta go easier on Caplegate and her word crimes because, like, you know what? I gotta give the show credit. They took Caplegate's word crimes and made them worse. Yeah, they truly did. Like, they are so um, much more painful to work at, to look at. I believe at at one point a character actually says. It's worse to listen to than it is to look at. Yeah, Marco does and say I, that. Yeah, I don't entirely disagree. The looking at it is also not great. I mean, the thing is, it's worse to hear than it is to see, but it's also worse to see than it is to hear. Like, it's somehow, each is somehow worse than the other, and they keep escalating until you just reach this, like, singularity of awful. I really love how Cassie comes into this scene because the entire gang is sort of hanging around, and then you see a horse just, like, sneak into the background and just, like, doing horse stuff and everyone's like hey there's a horse in here and then cassie's voice sort of echoingly emanates from it and everyone's like what cassie's a horse well first she talks directly to rachel and then rachel's like oh it's cassie (laughs) yeah she very helpfully gives us the sort of thought speak exposition that we've been needing yeah cassie is sort of an exposition machine in a lot of weird ways Mm -hmm. um because i guess She's just been experimenting with stuff more than the others. So she's like, 
Yeah, no, don't worry. Yeah, but I she, figured out how thought speak works, and I'm going to tell all of you. She does. Words. She does extremely not morph as elegantly as they say she does in the books. Because like I no. feel, I feel like going out of when in the books when she came out of this morph, like she like did the full centaur shit where she was like, like she demorphed into like like she demorphed the top half of her body and was just like Cassie on top of a horse. Yeah, it's they start to set up in the books. They start to set up that Cassie is very in control of her morphing and is able to sort of do it artistically and beautifully. The show, I think, is not going to have that plot point. Um, no. Um, I'd guess. Yeah, it's... Yeah. And then there's mostly the rest of the scene is acquiring morphs and some, like, Animorph slapstick. Rachel becomes a cat and Marco becomes a rat. Rachel cat tries to eat Marco rat. Marco becomes a rat because Jake says, I dare you. And then he's like... Okay, I'll do it. (laughs) Basically, everyone else is just trying out morphs, and Marco's like, I hate it. And Jake's like, I bet you, I I bet you're too, I bet you're too scared to do it. And Marco's like, I've never been scared to do anything. And then he turns into a rat, and then... Cassie tries to, or Rachel, Rachel the cat tries to eat him. He gets back into the rat enclosure. Yep. And then demorphs inside of it, and so we see him with a, like a rat wheel on his head that he sort of brushes away. And it's like, oh, that's a pretty classic shenanigan. Thanks for the japes, Animorph. You did it. Yep, they sure did it. Yeah. Um, Marco to rat is also pretty bad to look at. Um, the cat to Rachel. Rachel morphs back to herself. Um, but she does it in the, in the background. She does it sort of far away. So it's not that bad. Yeah. No, it's, it's still bad. Yeah. And then inexplicably Tobias is just gone. Um, that's how the scene ends with all of them being like, where the fuck did Tobias go? Uh huh. Because, and they're all like, what if he's a controller? What? He could have a yerk in him right now. We could all be being hunted down by the yerks because Tobias is a controller. Completely not a, at all a subplot that, that is explored in the in the books, but okay. Not at all. It's really, like... It's the villain. Yeah, edit. I mean, this, this entire episode is really... Because I was wondering... Um, I believe we talked about it briefly last episode when they had included the detail of Tobias getting this disc thing thrown at him. I was wondering what that was setting up. Exactly, and I think this is sort of where we're starting to see the fruition of that, where they've invented this entire new like uh, adventure that they have to go on. We we definitely get a better glimpse of the disc thing in this light, and you know what? It looks like a fucking snowboard lock. Like, do you know what? Have you ever seen one of those, Seda? No, I don't think so. It's it's a certain kind of lock you can use to like lock up your ski or snowboard to like the uh, the brace that you can have it hooked up to. Let me uh, let me send you a let me send you an image of it. Okay. This. It was. Do you do you know the video game Taboo? I I don't think it's a video game, but yes. Sorry, board the board game. Yes, I'm aware that, of the board game of Taboo. You know. Yes. Uh huh. I don't think I ever played it, but I did own one of the buzzers. This looks very much like a splice of the Taboo bu- buzzer and a pizza cutter. <laughs> It looks like, oh my god, do you remember those scanners with the Z things where you could like scan barcodes and it was like Pokemon a little bit? Oh my god. Yeah. Oh god, it looks like that. <laughs> it's a very, 
there's just something about plastic in the 90s that makes it look very much like 90s plastic. I don't know what it is. It's just, it has like a specific quality to it. It looks like you put one of those like translucent Game Boy colors into an oven for like three hours. Oh, hell. Oh, I would love to do that. Oh, that sounds like it would... I feel like there would be some fumes off of that that would probably kill you, but, I mean, do your One best. One time when I was I was a very edgy, I want to say 10 or 11-year-old, I put a Barbie in the microwave for 14 minutes, um, and the house did, did not, not smell of really incredibly toxic plastic for about six hours. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah. I used to... um. Uh, you mentioned Barbies. This just made me, re- me remember one time. Um, when I was younger, I used to play with my sister's Barbies in the bath. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because she just left them in there for whatever reason, she also had like a little motorized jet ski thing. Like it actually had a motor. You it would like go, and Hell I yeah. I would just have all the Barbies getting killed by it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Barbie that had a motor inside of her to swim. <laughs> you, you like kind of put her in, and she just like sort of farted along like it to me i was like haha air air bubble she she fart that funny funny barbie fart in water yay (laughs) uh which yeah that's about that's about as good as it could get i think yeah no that's about like that's the upper limit yeah um Um, so we get this scene where everybody sort of is starting they they all leave the barn and we get this scene of, you know, a couple of them preparing to arrive to the construction site to start looking for the disc. Yeah, and Mark uh, and Tobias is, like, hiding off in the distance. Like, oh, they can't see me. Like a weirdo. Like a complete weirdo. Um, and Rachel, we get this scene with Rachel where she goes to her little sister and gives her a necklace that evidently her little sister has always wanted. And her sister is like very suspicious, sort of like, why are you giving this to me? And Rachel's like, I don't know, whatever. And it's like very obvious that Rachel is like, well, I might die. Here's this to remember me by. Yeah. She like is completely accepting of the fact that she's probably not coming back tonight. Yeah. She's a hundred percent fine with it. Like she's perfectly cheerful and just like, yep, have this necklace. And her sister's just like staring at her. Like she knows something's wrong, but doesn't quite know what. And then Rachel just like flips her hair and leaves. And I'm like, you, Rachel. (laughs) And then we have a very good joke from Marco's dad because, okay, first of all, I can see why (laughs) Boris Cabrera became uh, a personal fitness trainer because holy shit, that man is jacked. I thought he was like way older than the rest of the cast. But he was like he was nineteen when they did this show, so probably a little bit older. I'm actually a little bit curious as to like the ages of everyone else. Like I'm gonna just gonna look up real quick. Um, but tell them about the funny body snatchers joke. Um, yeah, well, as Marco is leaving, he, I think he makes his dad like a microwave dinner or something. He sort of plops it down in front of him. Jake comes to the door and is like, "Hey, we're we've got that thing, Marco. Do you remember the thing?" Marco closes the door in his face, pretty much. And then is like, oh, my friends and I are doing a scavenger hunt as he grabs his boombox. And then his dad is like, oh, what? I thought you'd stay home. They're showing the original invaders of the body snatchers. And Marco sort of like gives him a little look and like heads out. But that's I, that's really good, like especially compared to the the rest of the humor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the attempts at humor in this episode. Okay, so fun fact, Tobias's actor is the oldest uh, he was, let me do some quick math. He was like 22, 23 when this show came out. 
Oh wow, he super doesn't. Yeah, no. Look uh, it. Bro- Brooke, I would ID him. Brooke, I would ID him if he came up to my bar. <laughs> Brooke Nevin was like seventeen, eighteen, and then Marco was like eighteen, nineteen. Okay, yeah. So yeah, like, that he, right. but that, but the man is like, we see him because he's wearing baggy clothes for the rest of the series so far. But like, we see him in just like a polo tucked into his pants, which Marco would never do. Marco does not tuck a polo into anything. He has never ever tucked a shirt in. No. Um, Ever. Uh, and we see him with the polo, and he is just, like, fucking... He, he looks like one of the characters of fucking JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, with, like, the fucking refrigerator-sized torsos. He's very jacked. He's big. Yeah. The, 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 my thesis is that he's big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And then, essentially, the rest of the episode is chase scenes? Yeah. They, 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 all, <laughs> go to the, they all go to the, um... They uh, all go to fucking the construction site, site to get the disc, and Jake turns into a dog, and Cassie turns into Cassie turns into a horse, and pretends to be an andalite to fool the Yerks, which somehow works because b- blue horse. I don't really know. She. I feel like I missed something where they had blue paint because she absolutely. We see the blue hooves behind a billboard or something, and then when we see the horse come out from behind the billboard. She's painted. It's 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 absolutely the if a dog wore pants, would he wear them like this or this? Mm-hmm. Um, where like, but the jeans are just painted onto all four of her legs. Yeah. Um, and then she changes it to Cassie. There's a bunch of shenanigans. My main note was this kitten is so cute, which is true. Yeah. They do after Rachel. Tri- <laughs> after Rachel, um, becomes the cat. Um, Cassie's like, wait. You don't look enough like a stray. It grabs just a handful of mud and like slaps it all over her. And then Marco's like, wait, me too. Spits in his hand and just rubs his saliva into her. It's it's not great. It's like, guys, I don't think they're going to be like, wait, this cat. I mean, isn't a cat that's covered in human saliva more likely to not be a stray? I don't know. Maybe someone got mad at it for going through the garbage and patooey. Oh, maybe. I was just thinking, no. Yeah. There are some people who would groom their cats. Yeah. With their mouths. I When I worked in a pet... Well, not with their mouths, but when I worked in a pet store, I did see people go, go in to get their calves groomed, and good God, I cannot imagine a less enviable job. No, it's not great. Like, I would, I would sooner work at a hospital cleaning bedpans than I would, like, groom cats for a living. Actually, I don't know that that's true now that I think about it. That's actually... Maybe not. Yeah. That's a... It's, that's like it's like that's like Sophie's choice. That's what Sophie's choice was, right? <laughs> I think that's exactly what it was. Yeah, Ger- Short movie. Do you have to? Do you have to? Uh, do you do you have to get Gerald groomed? Because he looks like he gets very long. I have never had to get him groomed, but I have had to like cut mats out of him when oh. it's it's been, and it's not always glamorous. Sometimes, just gonna full say it, he's not good at pooping, and a poop gets in his butt oh, hair, and, and I'm like, this is what it's like to have a son. Who doesn't know how to poop good? Oh, Gerald! I'm not gonna say it's glamorous, but I am gonna say he's very soft and good the rest of the time. And sometimes he is soft and bad and stinky. Sometimes he's soft and bad. That's life. Sometimes it's soft and good. Sometimes it's soft and bad. <laughs> that really just is how it be sometimes. That is truly how the world do. Yeah. Um, so nothing really happened. I mean, they get the disc and they get out and they put it in the, 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 the cassette player, right? And then does anything happen? 
Well, the first thing that happens, though, is that Tobias redeems himself. By saving the day, yeah. Yeah, Chapman has Rachel and... uh, Cat Rachel and dog Jake stuck in a tube. um, And then a hawk comes down and, like, claws Chapman's eyes. And Rachel and Jake go. And then we get one last bad-to-look-at morph of (laughs) the hawk turning into Tobias. Um, And they're like, we thought you disappeared or you were maybe a controller or something. And then he has the line that of course is going to set up his character arc, which was, yeah, I don't know. I guess I was scared that maybe I'd like it too much. <laughs> and it's like, Oh buddy. Oh, well you like it too much. Good thing. Cause you're about to next. And by the end of the next episode, you will be stuck as a bird. Yeah. Do you think that's true? Do you think it's going to happen next episode? I, it I must, think you're, right? I, because it's it, would, it would be so weird if it didn't. Um, yeah, and no, they actually don't – I don't think that they end up actually doing something with the disc. I think that they just say, hey, let's sleep on it and do something in the morning. Everyone starts to walk away, and they're, like, sort of joking around. And Jake looks after them with the least discernible expression I've ever seen on an actor's face. Hey, you want to hear something fucked up that I just yes, found absolutely. out? Yes, absolutely. Sorry, yep. um, but um, – the, the fifth episode of this was directed by Sean Levy. Does that name sound familiar to you? Um, no. Okay. He was an executive producer of Stranger Things. He, he, produced, oh. he produced Arrival. Okay. He directed... Oh, shit. He directed all three Done at the Museum movies. <laughs> I did not realize that Canada had such a hand in these things. He directed uh, Cheaper by the Dozen, that Steve Martin classic. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, I'm seeing if there's any other names lit up in blue here that are direction that are dire- uh, of the directors, but no one's showing up. Wow, local Sean makes good. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything like that I really like that he directed. Imaginary Mary. I don't know what Imaginary Mary is, but it does sound like a prequel to Stranger Things. Yeah, uh, it 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 ran on ABC for two months. All right. I heard that Last Man Standing is good. Is that the? If I'm thinking of the right no, you're one, th- you're I'm thinking sure. you're thinking of the Last Man on Earth. You're, I, this is the Tim. Oh, this you're is the, right. This is the Tim Allen one. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I heard that one was really great. I hate millennials personally, so I heard, thought I was really good. No, you're thinking of the great out. You're thinking of the great indoors now. Well, fuck me. I don't know what any TV shows are. <laughs> oh god. Um. So that was my name is Jake Part Two. My name is Jake. Oh, I get it this time. You do. Did you listen to the song? No. Okay, fair. But I, I, I get it because you referenced it last time. Oh, good. So it's, it's more of a callback to your own joke to me. Yeah. It's it's an okay song. Yeah, yeah, fair. All right. So we got some questions. Cool. This one from at uh, what is cosplay, Fudge Cassidy. Is there any turning back? Is there anywhere? Is there any backing down? Is there somewhere to run? Um, there's no none of those. No, absolutely you get none. not. That I can confirm, like, for sure. Um, seriously though, for the nineties, the puppets are pretty good, right? Uh, yeah, I'll give it that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so. For, I give, also... give it, given the budget. Yeah. And this episode, I really started to wonder what their budget for animal handling was. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, uh, also from, uh, at what is cosplay, uh, what's Seda's signature morph? I mean, it's Gerald, right? Oh, it's Gerald. Yeah. Well, I said a little, a, a little while on Twitter to one of my friends, um, 
Kate, that I would, if I were an Animorph, what I would, like, my main goal would be to visit every single one of my friends who has cats and collect their cats as a morph. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah. You could morph Chunk. I would die to morph as Chunk. <laughs> Just to spend an hour as that beautiful boy. I'd love to. I love chunk so much i also just i want to be a bearded dragon and just run around in the sand the little flippy the little flippers and they go and the sand goes all over and they run around and they're all flippy flip of floppers and i wanted to experience it one day in my life if i could <sighs> we'll, get, we'll get there someday Sada. the tech is coming i hope so um uh last question from what is cosplay what are the animorphs favorite extracurricular activities apart from rachel who is we know is the gymnast Oh, sure. Um, um, I, I think Tobias probably does... No, Tobias doesn't. I think Marco does Quiz Bowl. <laughs> uh-huh. I just... It seems, it seems right. I mean, Cassie just, like, tends to animals 24-7. So, like, that's really her entire thing. Yeah. What is... Tobias is making zines. Tobias like, is... Oh, my God, he's making he zines. Spends, he, he spends, like, a good 12 hours a week at Kinko's. And Jake, Jake um, snowboards. Oh, yeah. Like, this is just coming from the Iceman thing, but, like, he definitely snowboards. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not exactly a question, but it's a it, it's a reply from at Captain Trash Andy, who says, talk about YTV on this episode more. Seda, I don't know a damn thing about YTV, so I'm going to let you, I'm just going to kick back, let you run shop for a second here. Sure. Um, YTV put out these, you know how, like, Much Music had these, like, compilations of pop songs? Yeah. YTV put out YTV Big Fun Party Mix. Um, oh, sure. Which were fucking incredible. Partially just because I listened to them so much that now every single song for me is like instant nostalgia. Um, but most importantly, they had um, at least like one or two original songs on them by the YTV hosts who were in a band called Nuclear Donkey. That's a good band name, honestly. Yeah, their their songs are very special and dear to my heart. The one on the first YTV Big Fun Party Mix was called Today is Friday, parentheses, Donkey Sneakers. <laughs> um, and the lyrics went, if I can recall off the top of my head, Today is Friday, I hope you have your shoes on. Today is Friday, I hope you have your shoes on. Donkey Sneakers. Donkey Sneakers. It's like really important to me and really good. That's mostly what I have to say about YTV right now. Ah, uh, thank you. We'll we'll have we'll make this just like a weekly bit. Perfect. <laughs> um, and that's gonna do it for the Wonder Yorks. I like this episode length for the these shorter TV episodes. Yeah, like a totally. like a forty minute yeah. give or take. Yeah. Um. So, uh, if you want to check us out, we are at the Wonder Yorks on Twitter or the Wonder Yorks at gmail.com. You can get a t- ugh, you can get in touch with us there. Um, patreoncom slash baiting. If you want to like donate to the show, um, you get some like perks of like early episode access and stuff. Uh, if you don't want to donate or you can't, it's totally fine. Uh, we have an you can just rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, we really appreciate that. We'll always read out like uh, reviews of the show, which I haven't checked lately, so I'm going to do that now. Um, sure. If you want to check out our sister, po- uh, our, our our related podcasts, we have Fear Baiting, which is uh, my ho- the, mine and Blair's horror movie podcast, uh, and uh, my leftism podcast that I do with a bunch of people called Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. 
um, or HKIPGTD. Also, I was on this week's episode of Totally Reprise, which I recommend checking out because I think it was a pretty good episode. Not to toot my own horn, but, uh, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> it was really fun. It's always a fucking blast whenever I get to go on that podcast. That's great. Sada, where can we find you? Sure. I'm on Twitter at nudity, um, but with an E-A instead of a Y. I'm on Tumblr at galpalactic, and I make music uh, and just music. I don't know what I was going to add on there um, that you can find at people... And you can find at people you meet outside of bars.bandcamp.com. I also would just like to shout out that I have Gerald in my arms right now. He's purring a whole oh, bunch. Oh, baby He's a boy. Guy. Yeah. I wish that there were a way for you to hear purring, but I don't think. I can hear some gentle purrs. Yeah, that's the boy. There he is. The handsomest mm-hmm. little lad that ever did live. Yeah, aren't you? Are you the baby boy? Alright, well, that's going to do it for this episode of The Wonder Geeks. Uh, until next time, I'm Luna. And I'm Seda. And remember... Keep your hand on that escapode device.